0: Welcome back to the Worldview Minute. I'm Pastor Levi Secord. As we look at the Christian worldview, we started with creation, and now we're going to do some overlapping here as we talk about the doctrine of God. Because as we talked about before, the idea of origins really does matter. Where you begin determines where you will end up. And the question before us here is, why is there something instead of nothing? What is the origin or the source of everything that exists? And we're going to ask this question because if your answer to that question cannot provide a foundation and a rational explanation for how you live your life, how I live my life, the things we experience in this world as human beings. If your starting point can't explain that, if your worldview can't explain that, then you need to find a new worldview. Because there really are only a a handful of options as we look at this question. Why is there something instead of nothing? Why is everything the way that it is in this universe? Let me give you a a trite, uh, childish example as it were. When a kid asks their parents, where do babies come from? You have that old myth that storks bring babies. It's the stork that delivers the babies. Of course, as adults, we chuckle at this. It's nonsense. It doesn't make any sense because a stork showing up on your doorstep or dropping a baby in your crib can't explain the wonder of that person in the crib. It can't actually explain what is going to come out of that child as he grows and he develops and he thinks and he rationalizes. It's just, it's an absurdity. But so many of our origin theories today are are just as absurd. And today, I'm going to base a lot of what I'm saying on uh, Francis Schaeffer's work, Uh, He is There and He is Not Silent. And in that work, Schaeffer explains that when we talk about the origins of the universe, there are really only three basic options. Within those options, there, there are more options, but there are three basic options for where did everything come from. And the first is this, that absolutely everything came from absolutely nothing. And I want you to think for a moment about what nothing is. What is nothing? Well, Schaefer reminds us that nothing is nothing, nothing. The definition of nothing is the absence of existence. So that means there is nothing there. There is no existing thing there. And so just right away, we can say that this is not a possibility. Nobody truly holds to this, that there was absolutely nothing. And then boom, from utter nothingness, from an utter void of existence, came existence and everything from that. It's an an impossibility. It doesn't really work. So we move on to our second possibility, the second answer put forward, our category of answers. And that is that everything came from an impersonal beginning. And that is really where we find a lot of people today, whether it be the impersonal um, deistic kind of universe of Buddhism. That there's this impersonal origin to the universe, what you see in things like Star Wars, the idea of that the force somehow has brought about everything that is, but there is no consciousness to the force. There is no person behind it. The force is just a matter or an energy that runs through all of creation. Uh, this ties in really well with what we think about today in modern science and evolutionary or even um, unbelieving Big Bang theory. It's that there was something impersonal at the beginning of everything, and then boom, out of that impersonal matter, material, energy, electromagnetism, electromagnetism, whatever it may be, that out of that impersonal beginning, everything has come into existence. Out of that, out of that impersonal origin, we then now have things like love and consciousness. There an awareness. There's unawareness at the beginning. Now through humans, somehow we are conscious and aware that there is a free will that comes about somehow. Uh, There's this illogical leap of faith that somehow now we have things that are personal from the impersonal, aware from the unaware, conscious from the unconscious, uh, free will from that which is, again, impersonal. How do all of these things come about? Well, you either have to take a massive, illogical leap of faith. Well, we don't know. It doesn't make any sense. But we know that these things exist. Or we can be honest about it, as more um, psychologists, philosophers, and scientists are becoming, and say, well, those things don't actually exist. Love doesn't really exist. Uh, personhood doesn't really exist. Everything is impersonal because our origins are impersonal. Free will is just an illusion. But none of those things exist. Let me give you some quotes here from scientists, uh, psychologists, and philosophers here that, that, that embrace this impersonal origin of the universe. Francis Crick, famous scientist who helped discover DNA. He said this, You, your joys and your sorrows, your memories and your ambitions, your sense of identity and free will, are in fact no more than the behavior of a vast assembly of nerve cells and their associated molecules. You're nothing but a pack of neurons. He says, Everything that you have can be explained biologically. You're a biochemical machine. All of these things are just illusions. They don't really exist. You know, the Cambridge psychologist Nicholas Humphrey gets this a little more you know, drawn out for us. He says, our starting assumption as scientists ought to be that on some level, consciousness has to be an illusion. The reason is obvious. If nothing in the physical world can have the futures that consciousness seems to have, then consciousness cannot exist. Consciousness, that includes free will, being aware, being able to rationally think and choose. All of those things are an illusion. Why? Because in the natural world, we can't find those things. The origin is impersonal, so everything that flows from the origin has to be impersonal as well. We know these things can't exist. John Searle, American philosopher, building off of this conviction, he says, we can't though, he says, give up our conviction of our own freedom, even though there is no ground for that. And he continues, we couldn't live with it. So Searle, who embraces this, he says, I know that consciousness doesn't exist. I know these things like love and free will, they're illusions. They don't really exist, but we can't live that way. I can't live that way. So we have to tell these lies to ourselves so that we can actually function. And this is just really a fancy way of saying that despite all of the evidence staring you and me in the face, uh, we are going to toss that aside because we have committed ourselves to an impersonal origin, that there is no God. If your worldview can't explain how you live your life, then you need to find a new worldview. That's the argument uh, we are making here today. So that then leads us to the third category, All right? So the first two categories, first one's impossible, everything came from nothing. Second one, everything came from the impersonal, can't explain humanity. It can't explain life, love, consciousness, personhood. Um, it can't explain who we are and how we live in the universal human experience. So that leads us to the third option, that everything came from a personal beginning. That everything that exists has come from a personal Beginning and this camp can be divided into two separate camps. You have a limited personal beginning or an infinite personal beginning, as Schaefer explains. The limited personal beginning means that there is some limited person who somehow created everything. Now this really isn't a solution because where did that limited person come from? If he's not eternal, then he had uh, a beginning, and so you're just pushing uh, the step back one more. So that leaves us with one final answer, and that is the that everything was created by an infinite personal person an infinite personal god as the christian uh, god lays it out so you have at the beginning of all things when we look at origins and trying to lay a foundation for how do we make sense of life how do we live as humans without saying well this is an illogical leap of faith or this is an illusion or a trick of evolution that we think that we have freedom but we're really just operating on instincts we're really just biochemical machines as much of modern psychology and science would have us believe or Love really does exist because God is love. Personhood really does exist because there's an infinite personal God of the high order of the Trinity who made everything. Consciousness really exists because there's a conscious person behind the creation of the universe so that we have an origin that provides the necessary foundation for how we live our life. So where we begin is of utmost importance. We're going to unpack that more as we look at the Christian God who is infinite, eternal, infinite in all of his glory, and personal Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So continue on with us here as we go throughout bringing all of Christ to all of life in the Worldview Minute. I encourage you to like, subscribe, and share this video as we do just that, bring all of Christ to all of life for his glory.